Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, good again. Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're killing What's me, bro. good with you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. Podcast. Um, wow, I didn't realize episode eleven already. Yeah, We're back. You know, uh, episode ten. Last week we didn't even mention it. <laughs> Congrats on episode ten. <laughs> no, to I mean, us. I guess once we get to like a hundred, then we can start really like celebrating. What a long, strange and ride it's been. <laughs> long, strange journey it's been. Yeah. Uh, we're in the studio. We got Mac. What's up, Mac? Yo. Uh, K. Morg. What's up? And we got special guest, none other than my dad. Dave Yates, what's up? Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> Good to have you. Yeah, so... Um, grandfather of the generous. Yeah, grandfather, yeah. yeah. Almost. Almost. Yeah. 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 Well, close. Birth of the generous. 8.8 pounder. I know. Need he, it. He has to get Need on the it. bat, too. <laughs> yeah. we got to get him on the bat. I'm going nine. <laughs> you going nine pounds? <laughs> yeah. yeah word, Katie style. Word what? on the street was he is assuming this that this is going to be a monster what, baby. What day do you say? Fifth. September fifth, September five. Early. Okay. What okay. time? What time of the day? Three p.m. Wait, 3 is, PM. would that be? Mm. That would be early, correct? That'd be a day, day early. Be a, a day, day early. early. Nine pounds. Yeah, I did a day late. Um, Lock it in. Devin will love that. So, CJ, Dave fits into the the theme of today. Fits both of his molds with the film review, as well as we're going to get into fantasy football preview. Uh, I know most of you guys are having your fantasy football drafts either this weekend, the weekend after. Uh, we had ours this past weekend, so we can kind of give our secrets. Uh, Dave is not in our fantasy league anymore, um, but we do have K. Morgan, Mac, uh, Blaine, and uh, B. Ramick are also in our league. So uh, we had a good, exciting fantasy draft. Um, we'll get into it more. Uh, quick one-line sentence, K. Morgan, about what you felt from the draft this past weekend. Bold. <laughs> yeah, bold. Bold, Mac. Shit show. Yeah, shit show. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, so sorry with drink of the days we're sipping on. Uh, this is a uh, Dave drink. Uh, Dave got to pick it. What is his drink, Dave? Uh, it's called the Slap Dick, which, which we came up with uh, kind of uh, as an endearing term to uh, some of the people that we've met in baseball. <laughs> so that. was Slap Dick your degenerate term? Yes. Okay, so your podcast would be Total Slap Dicks. <laughs> total Slap Dicks, around the pool. Okay, that's good. Okay, so when you say we developed this, who else are we talking about? You uh, and who? Just my media family. Okay. Yeah, yeah so my mom. So, my, my mother. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. My mother and father created a slap dick. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Slap Dick. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. Okay. So, so what, what's in it? Well, it's basically any kind of fruit juice you want to use. Okay. And uh, then, a, then a rum. Usually, uh, like we're using Malibu tonight, okay. But uh, we've used the coconut rum. You know, we went on a cruise, we bought like six things of rum. There was coconut, banana, and we just poured them by the pool. And the slap dick was born. I love it, <laughs> Mac. What do you got on the slap dick? Uh, it's nice, it's smooth. Um, I mean, obviously, Malibu is a, a safe choice, I feel like. So, uh, clocking in at um Four minutes, 30 seconds, and Mac says the drink is smooth again. So, yeah. uh, drink of the day, <laughs> Mac describes it as smooth. It's smooth, dude. Uh, there's not a lot of things that get me uh, coughing up a little bit. Uh, I think Will Smith with the Hennessy got uh, me going a little bit, put a little hair on my chest. But, uh, no, this is good. Yeah, it's refreshing. Uh, I like the fruit juice. Obviously, we went with, what did we go with today? Hawaiian, Hawaiian punch. punch. Yeah. yeah. 
It's a lock. I haven't had a good Hawaiian punch in a while. <laughs> yeah, when was the last time right? I had Hawaiian punch for <laughs> Forever. I was that too. Since I watched Mr. Deeds. I was literally thinking about Mr. Deeds. I wanted to too. drink some Hawaiian punch after. Mr. Deeds. Shout out Deeds. Hawaiian Shout punch. Deeds. That's Deeds. Hawaiian punch. So that's but, uh, Drink of the Days, the slapdick. Um, any final thoughts on the slapdick and Morg? It's good. Right. It's smooth. It's, it's uh, K Morg approved, film doctor approved. Mr. and Mrs. Her. Slapdick, thank you. Yeah, for, cheers yep. to the Slapdick. Thank you for joining the show. Yeah, cheers, cheers to, guys. I, I like to call her mom. Since yeah. Mrs. Slapdick. Yep. <laughs> All right, so let's go. Slap mom. Uh, let's go into our uh, meat and potatoes of the day, which is our fantasy football. We're huge fantasy football guys. Um, you know, we've been, I know I've been playing fantasy football for 15 years. Came more, been playing it for. Just as long. Yeah, not maybe as long, but long. <laughs> um, Mac, same way. Max, this is actually. Max, first year into our league. Yeah, first year in a standard league. We'll get into that a little bit. But I have been playing fantasy for quite some time. I yeah. enjoy it. He has to be it. careful what he said because he's on probation this year in our league. Yeah. So anything he can will be used against him. So he has to be very, very smart about the words he uses about fantasy football this year. Uh, but I he's, want- he has to compete at the end of it, too. Yeah. He really needs yeah. to compete if he wants to get off probation. So yeah. before we get into our league, I want to bring my dad in. and He's been playing fantasy football how many years now? 30 plus. 30 plus years, wow. okay. So, wow. That's a resume. So, <laughs> that's, that's tenure. A, that's a that's resume. Tenure the Tell us about how fantasy football was when it first started. Well, when I was working a job at the city gym and pool in Huntington Beach, our boss came in one day and said, hey, there's this new thing called fantasy football. These guys up in the Bay Area started it. If, you, if your player scores, you get points. Right. Therefore, fantasy football. So, we ended up with a four-team league in 1989. Okay. Literally before yeah. I was born. Yeah. Two years before I was born. I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm older than you guys. Yeah. I mean, and uh, five years for me, four years. We had two owners per team with a four team league. And then that went to an eight team league and then a 10 team league. So this is 30 years ago. Who? 30 years you, ago. If you could give us a player that might have been on your team that year. Well, Steve was a uh, Joe Montana nice. was, in, was in the league. Jeez. Boomer Sison was in the league. Yeah. Just think about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Rice was a... Oh, yeah. He's got to be a first-rounder. Was Yeah, he was on my brother and my dad's team. So, so we're in the so early stages. Yes, yeah, so we're, early we're stages. doing the draft. How did the point system work? Week one, NFL's going. How did it work for you? Right. For us, it was straight scoring. Okay. So your kicker kicked a field goal, it was three. Okay. Extra point, it was one. At that time, there was no bonuses, mm-hmm. no PPR. Yeah. Um, and it was, you guys scored a touchdown. You well, you, six it was your own point system. So you guys were the ones developing it. Correct? Right. 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 Okay. The only off thing that we had, we had a return, was a double touchdown, was a uh, 12 point okay. Okay. deal for the return. But the unique thing was there was, wasn't computers and software for fantasy football at that time. Right. And that's a, there's no Sunday ticket. You're not, <laughs> there's no you're not Sunday watching ticket. every game. Well, we went to the sports bar and okay. tried to watch every game. As much as you could, yeah. yeah. And that's how we did it over at the sports bar. But trying to keep track, it was almost impossible. Right. We would watch Berman. Uh, on ESPN, and, and he yeah he go Whoop. over yeah and he give all the guys names and yeah we try to keep track of the scoring but it was Monday morning going through the newspaper and I was the commissioner <laughs> and our we were the LA Times you'd go through and that was a touchdown six points right. and it was completely pencil to paper oh with uh, with no websites or, or any of that stuff so that was that was pretty unique there had to be some discrepancies right like people had to be like. Like what? What was? What were some big discrepancies without a computer generating it? Well, my brother and I fight often, and <laughs> and uh, we almost got into a fight over. Uh, they got credit for a return in the paper where the punter kicked the ball 
off the blocker's ass. <laughs> it rolled around. The defense picked it up and took it in for a touchdown. They were given a return. Right. You know, that That's not a punt return, dude. And we fought about that. And what, what's, it, what are we thinking about that? I think that's a punt return. That's I a think fumble that, recovery touchdown. But if he right? kicked that's it. That's what we would say, was that, it, that it was a fumble. Oh, but but if he kicked, kicked it, it, that's a punt return. It. That's a punt. It's considered a punt regardless of where it, it goes. His ass. Yeah. See, he picks it my up. brother would love you guys. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, he so what are you saying? It's a fumble? Yeah, I'm saying Regardless, that, that, the defense is scoring, though. Right, but it's a different – in our league, oh, it was a different double point. Right. Okay. It was so I see the discrepancy. Okay. Yeah. So it, that's a lot of effort. I do consider that's that a lot of effort. time and effort into that. Yeah. So you got to love fantasy football, and you've been playing every year since then. Every year since then. So how much easier is it now for you looking back? Um, It's – it's fairly easy. You know, I go over, Cody would call me after his draft and go, okay, what do you think of these guys or, right. or whatever, and i give him my evaluation. Do you, do you I, like how it's evolved? I just wish I would have got on top of it when we were doing it. I talked to my friend Anthony, which yeah. is Uncle Anthony, uh, that uh, Cody calls him, and we all the time say, you know, we were at the beginning of this, <laughs> yeah. and why weren't we... You know, pioneers. At that's, least, that's at why least, I'm calling you the godfather of fantasy. At least yeah. putting a mag out, you know. Yeah. At least, at least <laughs> having a the the mag. Matthew Berry. Yeah. Matthew Berry yeah. no one. Yeah, and, and you know, the Matthew Berry thing too, that cracks us up. The old school guy, we kinda laugh at those guys. Yeah. Yeah. That they're the so called experts. And I know Brandon Ramick is your guys' expert. <laughs> Which well, that that is that okay with you? No, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Shout out to Brandon. <laughs> That's hilarious. In fact, a, uh, shout out, a story yeah. about Brandon real quick. Okay. Is uh last year he we, we were drafting and, and he he tends to talk a lot of smack. Okay, time, a little a little bit of hindsight. We me, B Ramick, uh Blaine and Blaine played in the league with a lot of my family members. Yeah. Um we're not in the league anymore, but last year we were, so we all draft together and it's a very two sided league in the fact like there's a young generation, you know how we are. We talk crap, we mm-hmm. talk smack, we get after guys. <laughs> right. And then the older generation who's like, you don't talk crap, you don't talk smack. It's like you draft your team. Good luck to you. Sportsmanship. <laughs> Shake the hands. That's integrity. And if you yeah. say something to someone, it's personal as shit. Like if I go, Mac, your team is dog shit. Then it's like it's fighting words. It's fighting words. We're gonna. I'm gonna delete off my Facebook, <laughs> which, which my grandpa did. Delete Ryan <laughs> Flem. Fleming. Yeah, hates him to this day because of no. the true, oh, true yeah. yeah. So, my, so my dad and Cody's grandfather, 78 years old, mm-hmm. and he's been playing since we did in, in 89. Yeah, that's awesome. And he just does not uh, have any concept of the smack. He yeah. takes it super personally. Yeah, but so. you love it though. I, I love it. You love I, the smack. I love it. Yeah. Unless, so, so unless it's coming at me too much. Talk to B. Ramick last year. Well, yeah. yeah B. B Ra- go ahead, Cody. No, go ahead. Finish your well, story. So, uh, Ramick, he uh, he starts talking smack at the very beginning, and I drafted Henry. Yeah, I remember that. And, and he pops off with "crack open a fantasy book, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now it was, it was Henry. Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, he led the league in rushing last year. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> the so, funny thing is, after after you guys drafted, we all went out afterward, and the first thing he comes at is pulls out his iPhone and is like, "Look at fucking Dave's team. Yeah. Look how terrible it is." And he's like rattling off. It's like Henry. Yeah. I think you had Cooper Cup. Yeah. You had someone else that was like injured the year before, and he was just yeah. going off yeah. on it. And I get to play him week one, yeah, by the like, way. Yeah, and then and I spanked we were, yeah. him. And then spe- swept him on the year. Mm-hmm. So funny. so uh, that was a funny story about <laughs> so, that. I mean, no fantasy, man. Obviously, we've all been playing fantasy for yeah. multiple years. Um, not as many as my dad, but 
what are some good stories that we've had, like that we've seen in the fantasy world? You know that that you've seen that's just like crazy fantasy stuff. Um, I can start with mine. It was even last year, last year. So we were going into the last week of the regular season. I was a, a game out. I was game. I was a game behind two guys. Last week of regular season for fantasy. For fantasy, yeah. So I was a game behind to get in the playoffs. I needed Blaine to lose. I needed Joe Show to lose, mm-hmm. and I had to win. Right. And I knew I had to score a certain amount of points more than them. Mm-hmm. I had more points ready, but I just had to be even or score more points. So Blaine loses. Uh, Joe Show loses. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm on Monday Night Football. I have Russell Wilson left, and I have Kyle Rudolph, mm-hmm. and I'm down like 35 points. Like it's like a mountain to climb. First half, not really ha- nothing really happens. I'm like one touchdown from Wilson. Rudolph catches a touchdown late. I'm like, okay, now I got a chance. Yeah. We go to like Wilson throws a touchdown to go up 14 with like three minutes left, and I take the lead by 0.8 of a point. So. They get the ball back, and so I'm like, I'm going to win. And then I realize, oh, shit. If he kneels, it's minus yards. Minus points, yeah. So I'm like, he can't go more than eight yards because mm-hmm. it's negative yards. So I'm like, my fantasy playoff depends on how, how far he kneels. Yeah. And I know this goes into my dad's story about what hit, happened with him, but he snapped it, took a knee, and I got in. It took, so it took those two guys to lose and for me to win. That was, that was pretty It came down to a knee. knee. Yeah. It came down to a knee. That's great. I yeah, I know your story is pretty. Did similar. you win? Yeah, I won. you got you guys you got in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, one year, Cody, remember this? We went back to Wisconsin for the holidays, mm-hmm. and I ended up being in the fantasy bowl with my brother. Mm-hmm. So we're battling it out all day. Went to the sports bar, and um, he's ahead of me uh, by a, by a decent amount. And we, I go, hey, you want to split the money? Right. And he goes, he goes, yeah, we'll just we'll just split the money. And Play, I go, and I pride, yeah. conceded to him. Mm-hmm. You won the fantasy. And like like Cody said, his quarterback starts taking a knee and getting negative points, killing the clock. I won by a percentage point. Won the fantasy bowl Shit. by a percentage point mm-hmm. by the quarterback ta- taking a knee. And I mean, he was distraught. Yeah. You know, that's you know, a full off a knee, a full season. Like that, you're getting in the playoffs. That's not going to full that's the, fantasy the, championship. That's sem- and we know how much bragging rights and I, shit goes into that. I know what's funny is Kevin had a similar story where he lost by percentage points in his fantasy championship last year. Percentage points, oh, <laughs> more, than, more than one. That's brutal. So, so tell your story. Tell your story. So, so little known thing about fantasy football. Like I've joined Fourth and Drunk two years ago, and I've pretty much just dominated the last two years like and when i mean dominated i destroy the regular season and then i get to the super bowl our championship and then blow my load apparently and lose so two years ago brandon just had mahomes and he put up literally i think six touchdowns on monday night football we can talk about that before he shouldn't even been in the fantasy bowl i played him in the semis i had michael thomas and drew Brees (laughs) on monday night football down by eight points and i lost Eight points with Michael Thomas and Drew Brees when they went we're, berserk. You and I were eating dinner that night. Like I think we're at Romano's, and we were just like, "This isn't happening." I wanted to throw up everywhere. Yeah, it was I like, was "This just, isn't happening." I'm gonna throw up I'm all over this bar. Like, we were like, "This isn't Physically, happening." Right? Right? Brandon dodges a bullet. Like Mahomes only threw two touchdowns that week. Yeah, I was like, and "I then, got this." And then you, so back to me. Like Mahomes absolutely goes off, tears my asshole yeah. on Monday Night Football. I had Russell Wilson who still went up like four. Like it was a battle, but he ends up winning. So last year, all right, I go fourteen and one. 
throughout the entire season. I am literally just running the table, okay? I get to the championship game. I'm playing Ryan Fleming, all right? Granted, Ryan Fleming was second place in regular season. I was first, like, really good teams, one and two in points, same thing. Long story short, I'm, we're watching the game, okay? I'll never forget this moment. 10 a.m. game, and he has the Colts defense. They're playing the Panthers, all right? Good play. I'm kind of like, fuck, like, that's how to do the play. So the Colts, or the Panthers punch the Colts. The Colts return it to like the 10 yard line and i'm sweating of course it's like and i'm a like good return. it's a good return they bring it almost all the way back and i'm like Phew. i'm like you know what i got that out of the way no you never return a punt return for a touchdown after you almost did like right. that's yeah, you just get like science. one good return you again. get one good return you are not yeah. going to return one special teams after you coaches get that up close. their ass right, yeah. <laughs> fast forward fast, fast forward literally like the next possession for the panthers colt to the house. <laughs> fast oh, forward. Just oh, wait, no there's more. No fast, adjustment. Fast forward to the next possession. Colts. Boom. <laughs> kick off. All the way to the house. Back to back on me. I am literally, at that point, I conceded the championship. I look, I was look, like, you guys remember me? I was like behind the couch just like staring was, at the floor. He was just, it took the will out of me. It yeah. was like fetal position. So long story short, that happens. All right. His Colts defense, I think, put up like 50. Because they had picks. Will Greer's playing quarterback for the Panthers. They just blew out the Panthers. Okay. Yeah. It was an absolute shit show. So they put up like 40 to 50 points on just defense. Like it's unheard of. Okay. Yeah. Beyond that, Saquon Barkley goes absolutely berserk. Berserk. Absolutely berserk. Michael Thomas that game is going for the record for, was it receptions or Reception, yards? Receptions. Receptions, in a, receptions, receptions in a single yeah. season. So they are absolutely throwing him the ball every single fucking play. <laughs> Even if he wasn't open, it was like, there's a chance. Spamming the Not only that, so, <laughs> so he breaks the record and has also two touchdowns in that fucking game. Like, he goes absolutely berserk. Lamar. Lamar Jackson goes off. And beyond that, Jared Cook for the Saints also has a touchdown. He had literally every single fantasy football player that week that could have even gone off, went off. For Just him. a perfect week A for perfect him. storm. Yeah. So long story short, this man, Ryan Fleming, put up over 200 points in a standard league championship game. Standard. Yeah. Standard. And, and in all the years We don't really that, have a bunch of bonuses. No. We, it's a standard, like I said. And, and all the years that we've played fantasy football in our even in fourth and drunk, that is the record. And, and, it, ha- and it had to happen in the championship It was game. the most points scored by one person in a game, and it happened in the fantasy bowl on a standard. In, you know, it was just – yeah. Was, and that was Blaine? That, that was Ryan. Ryan. That was Ryan. 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 He beat him by 100 points. Yeah. I have another good Blaine story. So we're in our old league, and it's the fantasy Super Bowl, and it's Blaine versus brother Ryan, mm-hmm. and, they're in the, and they're in the fantasy bowl. So – Week of the game comes and the Packers. Blaine had Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers had it already like first round by. They had it locked up. So Blaine on Sunday morning, everyone checks, and he doesn't have Rodgers in. He has Matt Flynn, the backup, starting, and everyone's pissed. Like my dad's pissed, my uncle's pissed. Like oh, you're gonna fucking concede it to Ryan because Blaine already had two championships. Ryan had zero. Ryan had a good team. And he's like, you're going to concede it. You're going to take Rodgers out. Is this the game Matt Flynn goes for like five touches against the Lions? He went berserk. He went berserk. <laughs> and then gets a monster contract to the Seahawks. Yeah, that was that game. He yeah. went absolutely nuts. Blaine wins a fantasy bowl. It's the greatest fantasy move I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, yeah. That's outstanding. Was, yeah. You remember that? Luck. Yeah. <laughs> Luck. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, that was the crazy. It was brilliant. See, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I have any stories that amount to that. Was, I've always played in a PPR. It's always like fluctuating scores it's usually blowouts and stuff yeah. like that we'll it's never strategy. it's never within like 0. 0.6 points you know yeah. it's always like 
I'm winning by well, 30. That's why we like Standard League, too, because it keeps the game in check, too, yeah. which is nice. So uh, we'll get into, like, strategies. And yeah. stuff like that in a the great ones, though, are, like, the Monday night games when you're down by 35 and you're thrown in the towel and your yeah. back goes for, like, 42. Oh, yeah. What was the game where you fucking had that tight end? It was against Bree. Yeah. In our you, had a, you had the tight end from uh, Philly. Yeah, Hurts. It was before Hurts. Oh, fuck. I forgot who uh, it was. Yes. And he, like... Caught a ball and it was like a two yard short in the fourth with like five minutes left, and then he caught another one like two minutes later for you to win in the playoffs <laughs> and knock her out. That was we've all hey, good story. We've almost gotten a fist fight at a fantasy football auction draft with your dad, uh, my dad, no. and another guy. Because I thought so, you wait you versus your dad. No, it was it was my dad versus another guy. Okay, so because of Wayne and Brandon. <laughs> no, it, honestly, I know you talk about the one we had the live draft at yeah, that place. Yeah, it wasn't me that was in the fight. <laughs> but you, you jumped in there, or no? It was Blaine decided we have the, we have this guy Brian in our league. Okay, okay? police officer that is a he's he's a, he's not a great owner. Let's okay. just uh, he's a put, shitty owner. That, okay, that just puts <laughs> it. Call spade spade. Sure, okay, that just puts it. He's uh, he, you know he he's not really into it, but he wants to be in it. Sure. So he auto drafts and he doesn't ever uh, make a draft. Can't do an auto draft. So the yeah. one year we all get together, he can't make it. He's on a call. He's a police officer. Um, it's an auction draft. It's We're an auction. Yeah. So auction auction right. draft. So you know. for those of you who don't know what an auction draft is, is you throw a play. So K Morg say he throws out Tom Brady. Yeah. The table goes around. They they auction. They bid on him. And you have a budget. You have a fake budget. Yeah. You know, and you like have a two hundred dollar salary cap. Yeah. yeah. And then so you can bid whatever you want on that player. And then if you win the, the bidding war, you get that play on your team. And that's how you build your roster. Right. And you lose so, those points or money. Yeah. So Bl- Blaine decides he's going to be a good guy and draft for Brian, an auction for for Brian. Because Blaine and Brandon shared a team, so oh, okay. those guys can help out. Or, yeah, right. So so Blaine was just being a good guy right. and helping. And the, the other two owners are our husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And the wife wants I forget who they were drafting, who they were auctioning. I forgot on. what player it was. But the wife wanted this guy, and they were going back and forth with Blaine, and he was bidding for Brian. So mm-hmm. they're running each other's money up. So Blaine's running this guy. It's not his money. And right. the, and so they start getting pissed, like, why are you running up his money? I want yeah. these players. So. Right. So the one guy starts popping off, the husband, and then Blaine and Ryan, you know, I'm like, hey, yeah. it's going to be a full-on brawl. Man. Like, <laughs> Almost a brawl. Almost a legit brawl. That was good. But that's what I love about fantasy football. Yeah. There's yeah. no, like logic to it it's just we care so much about it though we care so yeah. much like I need McCaffrey <laughs> I need so much Christian McCaffrey and not, and not to be sexist but you know girls in leagues we haven't worked out well for what we, we I was going to ask co-ed league yeah have had it. we have had a lot of have had it yeah and uh that's interesting it's ended you're not terribly. against yeah. it are you against it now or are you saying that just tread lightly and let's kind of Tread lightly. <laughs> tread lightly. <laughs> tread lightly because it's honestly it's three three or four times we've had it and it's crashed and burned every single time. <laughs> yeah. Like bad. A couple times like like people don't talk to each other anymore. Yeah. But that's fantasy football. That's fantasy. Yeah. That's fantasy. Football. You gotta have that much passion into it. Yeah. You know, at least to be in our league. Especially being a good league. Um, yeah. so let's get into this year. Uh, let's get into this year some hot yeah. topics on this year. Um, and then we'll talk about a little bit our strategies going forward. Um, I want to start with some of the new guys, some of the new guys in the NFL. What's your kind of take on it? Um, so I want to get my dad's take on this first. Clyde Zidrohillaire, what do you got on him? I am uh, – I'm not big on rookies, period. Uh, That's at, why I am. At any position except if you have a keeper league. 
if you have a keeper league and you're going to freeze uh, some guys, you should probably look at some rookies because you roll the dice and maybe this guy uh, is a guy you keep, you know, on your roster. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like you could get, you know, the Alvin Kamara's really, really late, and then you keep him forever. You so, could. You but could. Edwards Hilaire, starting running back for the Chiefs. What's your value on him this year? I'm not a, I'm not a first-round value on him. Okay. Uh, but I, I think uh, – I'd take a flyer on him in the second, third round. Yeah. See, I was going to say third, and I talked to Cody about this <clears throat> earlier before our draft even happened, and a lot of mock drafts had him going seven or eight. Yeah. And I thought that was people unreal. Are, people are unreal. crazy high on yeah. him. I mean, that, that's kind of where Akers is going. Seven, eight overall? No. No, uh, not seven or eight overall. Seven or eighth round. Right. No, yeah. He's no, talking seven, eight overall. 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 Edwards in the first. Edwards, he went 11 overall in our league. He went yeah. 11. My thing with Edwards Lair is... In my honest opinion, he's a risk. When we talk about how I draft and we'll go into strategy is you need a solid first-round pick. That's someone that is going to get touches, someone that's going to get you points. I don't know if that's a for-sure lock in Kansas City's offense that he is going to be built around those points. Agreed. I think for him, you know, he's a high-risk, high-reward. If you're going to take him in the first round, I think he's a very – I think he's worth the risk like we talked about mid-second, late-second if you already have – that you know, Derrick Henry, who's built around that offense. You know, I mean, one of those the va- running the backs. The value in the third round for me, like well, a ton of value in the third yeah. round. Yeah, a ton um, of value in the third. But he's round. never going to make it there in most leagues. So no. I think, right, I would be surprised if so. To me, there's no third. value for me in the second round with him. I think that's too much of a risk because I'm very like you. Like second rounds, usually your number there's one a lot receiver of good players there. or another. Really I agree. So Agreed. that's more of a risk. I think so. We're all kind of on the same page. We're not on that. I've trained in the first round. But again, he's one of those guys that, like I said, he's going to catch the ball a lot in that offense. And I had Damian Coming Williams last year who caught a lot of yeah. screens and would take him to the house a lot of times. So yeah. it's not a terrible pick if he does go off. Are there any other running backs you guys think could be could be dudes this year based on the systems they're at? I know some good running backs came out. I know, I know there's going to be one Kay Moore's going to say. And I'm probably going to say the same one, honestly. You guys are big Dobbins guys. Yeah. I've been saying it. I <laughs> talked about it in my bold predictions. I think J.K. Dobbins is an absolute monster. You watch him at Ohio State. The guy's going to get the ball done. He's in an offense like the Ravens that are going to run the ball consistently. But they have a pro bowler. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think I don't watch think, the tape, man. I think the, But it doesn't matter about the tape. I think it's just a numbers game with the fantasy value. I think he, eventually he's that guy, okay, but not yeah. this year. If we're talking okay. fantasy value, like I said, I take him very, very late. He's probably my fourth running back that I take off the board. But if we're talking like a sleeper running back that I think maybe halfway through that season he's on your bench and then they he gets those touches over Ingram later in the year, I like it. I think he, though, is like a fourth or fifth best rookie option to be on your team in fantasy value-wise. Sure. Like my dad mentioned Akers. I think Akers is going to be the guy. He's just going to get, you know, it's Akers just, is in a good offense, like we said, when he had – when. McVeigh has a good offense. You know, I mean, Gurley. Obviously, if he yeah. has the dynamic running back, he's going to get points and touches. So I don't, yeah. I don't dislike Acres either. Yeah, I'm hearing the guy from Green Bay is really turning heads. Dylan? Dil- Dylan's quads. His quads yeah. are turning heads. It, it's turn- <laughs> it's going to be Aaron of, Jones is going to be the guy. That's a lot of running backs. But back. he's a hammer. He is. But Aaron, they might, but Aaron Jones, he might lose a couple touches near the goal line. But Aaron Jones is in the contract year, and I'm big mm-hmm. on guys in contract year. They're going to prove themselves because. Either two things happen. They're going to give him the ball and he blows up and they re-sign him. Or they're going to give him the ball and he blows up and he gets value somewhere else and then they find something around. Yeah. I mean, Either way, they're going to feed him. My thing with Green Bay's backfield, though, is Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and then A.J. Dillon. It's a lot of mouths to feed, and A.J. Dillon is the by far the biggest back. So I don't know if Aaron Jones is going to get that 17-touchdown season like he did last year. But That's Jones, what I'm worried about. But Jones isn't like a slice-and-dice kind of guy. He's He'll put the hammer down on you, too. 
You know, he's not a, not as much as Dylan though. They're going to see or, Dylan in the goal line, and they're going to get him. That's what I'm saying. Ball. He's going to be a goal line. He's yeah, but they're not going to give. I don't think he might lose a few touches for Jones, but I still think Jones is that dude. Like I agree, Jones is like the best player on that offense. I, I agree. Mean, and then going back to Dobbins, I I feel like the only thing I'm really worried about um, as far as with him is how much does a how much does your past season weigh on being the starter this this upcoming year because they're coming off a great season why why replace that back well ingram's gonna be the starter right no i'm not saying ingram's not gonna be the starter i'm just saying we're we're assuming that the ravens are gonna be they're gonna compete they're gonna be very good they're probably gonna be at the top of our division so we can talk about the ravens losing earl thomas that's a huge you see what all happened in the practice history they had like five different incidents there's some problems going on they have a little bit of problems going on right i don't think that it's huge locker room problems right now but i think there's some problems going on there that and is lamar jackson that leader that's gonna keep that team in check no way <laughs> right i know you guys are afc north fans but i still think they do have the best roster by far on paper so i i do think earl thomas losing earl thomas is a that's big a huge blow. loss yeah. though i think that's a really big the loss players came out and said get him out yeah no they're done they're done though. they're done all right so what i mean we got jonathan taylor who might get drafted in some jonathan taylor i like too marlon mack's a dude though marlon mack got in the playoffs last year Marlon Mack. Jonathan Taylor might be that workhorse. I think they split. Though. I think I think these either way. I think J.K. Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor are the faces, but I think they're going to kind of platoon this year and then take over that role next year and have some fantasy value. So both yeah. of them, and I think they were the best running backs in the draft. I do last like year. Cam Akers though. I do. I think Cam Akers has a chance to have some big numbers. Um, I mean, I drafted him, but I, <laughs> we know, I, we know, we know I, you're I, high I on. I think him. there's some there's some value there. So Edwards Hilaire is probably the clear cut number yes. one. Yes. 100 percent. I think okay. Edwards Hilaire is the guy in the rookie class. Yeah. Um, Let's go to receivers for rookies. What, what kind of our thought process going through? Who do we like? You like any rookie, rookie receivers? I like the Minnesota kid, Jefferson. Jeff, Jefferson to replace um, Diggs. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate um, that. I think he's gonna appreciate he's that, gonna Dave. Get a, I, I yeah. think that he'll get a lot of balls. And the kid from Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I'm really, really high on CD Lamb. Yes, I CD think Lamb. yeah his playmaking, his ball catching, and his you know. Too run many, after catch. Too many guys. Ton of mouths to feed, though. Yeah. Ton, Ton of mouths. I mean, they have, I think that's a really good point. With him, I mean, they've said that we're going to have three receivers go for over 1,000 this year. That's really, really bold. Yeah. But not out of the question, considering how talented that receiving core is. I just don't see it with Zeke. So. That's a ton of yards. Yeah. yeah. Like, you think 3,000 plus Zeke's 1,500 or whatever it is. as well as the back. Ton. It's a ton. Yeah. Of, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean. To me, that just basically says they're not going to utilize a tight end whatsoever. No. They're going to air it out. But I don't see them airing it out too much in a – I mean, maybe Mike McCarthy offense. McCarthy's offense, he does like to throw the ball a lot. But that offense is built around Zeke and that offensive line still. Okay. And then he has a strong offensive line. Sketchy QB. I can't stand Dak. Really? Really? I can't stand Dak, dude. I think Dak's MVP candidate this year. I think – That's what I heard. I think he can be. I don't – I'm not, like, super bought in with Mac as far as, like, I'm, like, all in. He's the guy to yeah. where what money he's basically demanding. I just think, he, right. He's not Mahomes. Right. He You're was not, too inconsistent to to ask for the, yeah, the number take, he was I asking for. I take at for. least, you know, And that's a turnoff to, to me. I that's take a at least, huge turnoff to me. Yeah, there's five or six QBs I take over yeah. him right now. You don't even understand what your stock is. Let's go over our QB ranking then. Okay. That I'm, like, starting a franchise with? Well, for fantasy. Oh, Fan- fantasy. Fantasy. Oh, fantasy. Yeah. yeah. He, that's a little different. But okay, so fantasy. He's so right there, though. Top five fantasy. Where does he fit? Four or five. Well, just break it okay. down. Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, um, Kyler, Russell Wilson. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's Kyler in there. I would consider Dak. him right there in that five and yeah, six. he's in that Dak. Yeah. Kind of Wentz, Matt Watson. Ryan. Oh, Watson's ahead of him. So Watson's ahead of him. So six. Yeah, so I think the more battle is Kyler Murray or Dak Prescott. Who do you rather? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Kyler Murray. 
I think I go Murray, but I think it's really close. I think it's really close because I think Dak has better weapons overall. But I uh, like I like Kyler's offense a little bit more. Yeah, Murray's got some points. weapons, man. No, he's got Hopkins. Don't get me wrong. Kirk, Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk's good. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, he can't come out, but he's getting up yeah. in age. But I just think overall, when you talk Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Zeke, and then Gallup, like that's a really really strong yeah. group. And that's a proven group, too. Yeah, where the yeah. Cardinals isn't as proven. Kenyon had a good year, but he's Zeke right. and Zeke. I never no. understood the – I mean, is it that big of a drop-off this year where, you know, in past years you have Breeze, Brady, and Rodgers in the top, you know, four four guys, and now they're barely scratching the top ten of fantasy value. Um, I can see with Brady, he's over 40 years old, and now they even had him jump up a little bit. But Rodgers and Breeze, are they – Yeah, I, but I think – I'm all I, in on the kid from Buffalo. Allen. Allen. So yeah, you, but you can even you consider him in that category of this. Personally, in my draft, I would have him above. So you've got Josh okay. Allen, like five, top five-ish. Because he runs. He does run. I think he's right there with Dak. Right there with Dak. Yeah, right there with Dak. I, would, I might even consider him higher than Dak. I would. I, I think about even. I think I'd take Dak. I'd take Dak over him. I Josh Allen's arm is a little too inconsistent okay. for my liking. Yeah, the, okay. The, I, I a lot of promise it. in this upcoming year for Ton him. A ton of promise. Like if, yeah. he, if he can prove me wrong this year and go absolutely yeah. off, like I said, I think the arm talent is there. I just know if the arm accuracy is this there. This might enough. be that that's, year that's of my, uh, the old guys. This is the transition. Transition yeah. year with the new guys taking this is, over. This is what I touched on um, earlier in one of our episodes. Uh, it's just that new style of quarterback. They're starting to get it done with their feet a lot more, dude. Yeah, they're running the ball. But I'm not. I think Rodgers blows up this year. I don't, I don't, I'm not wow. buying into that. I think Rodgers has a bazooka You year. bet that he goes under 3,200 in but our I still prediction. think he has a really good year. Like, <laughs> so he's Jordan Love's not, not sniffing the field. Up. No. <laughs> so I I, I'm, with, I'm with CY. No. I think that Rodgers, for the value of where he's going in the drafts, I think he's a good pick because I think the Packers are going to have to throw the ball a lot more this year than they did the other day. And he's got something to prove. He's Agreed. Right. Agreed. He's pissed off. Yeah, he's yeah. got a chip. Well, and he got called out on the other podcast by his ex. Olivia Munn oh, absolutely oh, called him out. Yeah, not you enough. I'd be. Not enough downtown action. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not playing in the NFL to prove myself. Otherwise, he is. So he's going to go off. Yeah, that's the difference. So is there any other? Back to the rookie receivers. You know, you say the greatest rookie class of all time. Are there any other rookie receivers that should be on guys' radars for fantasy value wise? Um, I mean, I think. I think Claypool is going to have a great year in Pittsburgh. I like Claypool. I, I think like, he's going to have a great year. I like the Claypool one because I think he's a red zone guy. Yeah, and, and, and that's our standard 100%. league when we talk about it. I think that's value, and I also think Pittman Jr. Shout out B Ramick. I think Pittman Jr. has that, a huge year. The Colts. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I didn't ran the ball. I, I think that those two guys have a big impact in the red zone and could yeah. have some good value too. Um, but I think Rager in Philly has because there's nobody else. There's no one else. No one else. He's going to get nobody else. those touches. Um, Ayuk just blew his shit out, so he's not blown. <laughs> but he's blown. He's, he's, he's not blown. blown. He's fucking capital blown. B. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a hammy. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. we're fine. Keep working to have to fly out for a tryout to play receiver for the Niners next week. I got they hands. Have no one. <laughs> I, I have hands. hands. They have no one. Can you get a field though? They no. have like Devin, <laughs> not they have like Devin White trying out today or something. Then I can't run a slant. Catch and tackle. <laughs> Catch and tackle. <laughs> um, all right, so like, we're, not really, we're not really on the rookie receiver not train. Not too high, no. No. Okay. Good. Um, I appreciate the touch on just Justin Jefferson, though. I love. We'll, we'll that. get into Jefferson. <laughs> I love bit. that. We'll get into Jefferson. Um, what what's your guys' draft strategy? You know, overall strategy going into your fantasy draft. I know some guys have PPR, some guys have standard, um, some are auction, some are snake. Um, let's start with you, Dad. What do you? What, well, what's your I'm not going to give my draft strategy because I know that my brother. 
and some of his people will be listening. <laughs> Too many fans. Because they haven't had his draft yet. And we don't draft till the seventh. Too many but fans respect here. It. Yeah. I'd like to though touch on. There's so many like we have fantasy index. That's the magazine that I use yeah. too. Um, all the fantasy shows. I have the satellite radio with the fantasy network that yeah, I, that yeah. I listen to. And my, I say, don't totally buy into the analytics and the stats. I test. Mm-hmm. I test when I when I drafted Henry last year and Ramick, you know, made fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Go fuck yourself. Um, that's please. because I saw Henry run the year before and how hard he was running. It's the eye test. That's yeah. a, that's that's not that old what, school. That's that old school right, fact. And not what they're yeah. rated by some goof. Yeah. So, you, was, you know what I mean? He probably never caught a touchdown in his yeah, life. Yeah, some cheese oh, dick. I, I love that. <laughs> some cheese dick wrote this yeah. thing out. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I've seen it. Okay, the eye test is okay. Yeah. That guy's good. Yeah. And, very and money ball. Go, okay. Hey, here's a guy. I bet you nobody drafted in your league. Maybe. Ryan Fleming, Hunter Renfro. No one drafted. Not drafted. Hunter Renfro. I don't even. Okay, he wasn't a sticker. Pass no. catching fool. Yeah, yeah. No, they like him. Okay, Beasley. Yeah, yeah. Okay, these guys are great PPR guys, mm-hmm. especially filling. You get you lose a guy. Mm-hmm. They're not the high end dude that you would draft, but I'm telling you, plug them in. Plug them into your flex. Yeah. Plug them in anywhere. You and I had a conversation last year. Someone went down for the Eagles, and you and I were like, dude, let's pick up Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. And he's that was, he's a he dropping ball. He's dropping balls, but, but they give him targets, and he yeah. catches one every four. Yeah. Right. And, and, <laughs> no, and nobody. Right. Target to catch ratio. And they throw him the ball a lot. And, and so that's I'm with you on that. Because we've evolved from the all scoring. Which would be a whole different animal, right? To the PPR, and who's touching the ball all the time? Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of what I look at. Yeah, that's where you're going to accumulate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, accumulate. I like it. I and like then it. I guess the strategy would be if you can get the number one guy at a position, jump on it. Get him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Get him. But then after that, there's a ton of guys that are the same. Mm-hmm. Right. And just to put some value behind it. How many championships do you have? We can talk about it one time and be done. Well, like always all, in all of fantasy, all like in my auction league and backwoods and all those yeah, things. I think seven, I have seven championships in 30 years. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's not great. It's tough to win a championship, But I though. won four yeah. in yeah, the league I'm in now. Yeah. Yeah, and you got, you know, 10 to 12 guys in every league every year that could potentially win it. That's not bad. No, that's not a, bad. That's a tough yeah. – I mean, that's a dynasty. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, what's your dynasty. kind of strategy going into it? Since so, you just had our draft. What, what was did you fulfill your strategy and what, what was your strategy and did you fulfill it i feel really good about my draft my strategy is obviously when we talk about which league you're playing like dave said draft to your draft to your style of league we're a standard league so my personal you know strategy is what wins standard standard leagues and mine is touchdowns one is going to get you the most points and then also guys that are going to touch the ball consistently and get you yards after that it's not about the catches it's not about um, it's about touches as far as touching the ball, but it's not about, you know, just like 10 receptions for five yards. Right. Like some, you know, McCaffrey. I right. think McCaffrey is the best player regardless, but he's by far the best in PPR. And, you know, there's other guys that it's a little more arguable. Yeah. But um, overall, my biggest strategy is guys that are going to be absolute locks to get me points every single week is the guys I draft. Yeah. So when I looked at my draft this year, I was later in the draft. I looked at how many touches Josh Jacobs had last year. And he was by far the number one receiver or number one running back for the Raiders. Yeah. There's no one that's even close to him in that backfield. They just LaShawn McCoy back there. Like he's not touching the ball. Josh yeah. Jacobs is getting that ball. For Where that did game. he go when you guys draft? He went, he went to, to Cabin. I took him at nine. Yeah. At nine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I took him at nine. So I felt 
that he's going to get the ball beyond any other one. And then Gruden runs the ball a ton. Yeah. You know, and like, again, shaky-ish offense, but still, he's going to get the ball a lot. So, and then beyond that, I look at depth. So I say, okay, what position has more depth versus the other? And every single year, my strategy is the same. You need better running backs because there's a lot more receiver depth later in the draft. Because as we've seen in years past, you know, Hollywood Brown can go off for, you know, a four touchdown game here and there. Right. And you can get him in the fifth round. Right. You know what I mean? Which I think I did. Yeah, something like in that. The sixth got, round. There's a good value there. There's, yeah. there's more value for receivers because, like I said, my if you look at my receiving core, I have a lot of depth. I yeah. have um, DeAndre Hopkins I took at 12. I took Amari um, early four, I want to wow. say. Yeah, I got Amari pretty late, which I was really happy about. Got Keenan Allen in the sixth. And I got Jarvis Landry in like the eighth. All of those guys are going to get targets. Keenan Allen is a little, I got him for a ton of value late because yes. I like yes, that pick. That was one of my favorite picks that you had. Yeah, they, I mean, they, I got him really late because of the quarterback question, but he's still their number one guy. He's yeah. still the guy that's going to get the ball. So I love that. And then even Jarvis Landry, he's their number two, but Baker loves that guy. Yeah, yeah. I would you never know? draft Jarvis Landry. I get it. But he, yeah. <laughs> so that's my other point is get your running backs when you can. And like Dave said, if someone is your guy, don't be afraid to reach on them. Yeah. That's my last time. I like that. What was your strategy? You picked on the other side of it. So you were picked two. Yeah. So I, I wanted to pick very straight up, this being my first time in a standard league and with a live draft. Which, and live. Which was Extremely fun and extremely nerve-wracking at the same time. How intense is that, especially in a new league? It is so intense. It's if you've never been in a standard league for everybody listening, it is uh, well, especially with a live draft, it's very nerve-wracking. It's very nerve-wracking and it's hard to keep up with who's going off the board as quick as they do. Yeah, you got to be honest because you have some players or some guys that pick and they take the the maximum amount of time and then you got guys that know exactly who they're picking yeah. and it takes them five seconds well, like i said you know some guys in our league especially it does not go anywhere near what the mock drafts say no. our league is very much it's it's very competitive and if you have a guy that's there you need to get him you know what the that's greatest it. thing is about the live draft too because at the live draft you see the frustration of jacking a guy right before the <laughs> oh, other yeah, guy that's, yeah. see when you're on your computer you're just cussing at home yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and then when you see the guy just go, God, oh, there were there were a ton you of f bombs that you like think is going off. Yeah, and you're waiting, yeah. or if you're a guy and you're waiting and waiting, okay, it's gonna fall, it's gonna fall, it's gonna fall. Yeah. One more pick, one more pick, and the guy picks. Like, I think that well, happened in Jojo, our draft. Jojo actually had me rattled with the first pick. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be a yeah. rough draft for me after that first pick. Uh, Who did he Jojo take? was he like, CMC. I'm taking Barkley, but he but he and I was like, oh my god, all week he's like, I'm taking Barkley. Yeah. You get, yeah, and then he was just fucking with them. And then up until he put that sticker on the board, I thought he was taking Barkley. I even told him. I was like, I thought you were taking Barkley. But the, so what was your strategy after pick two? So <laughs> so after pick two, I think I went. I need to know. Because <laughs> I so don't know. I wanted to draft straight up. I'm not far off of Kevin where I was looking for touches and red zones. However, I don't think it went my way at the Justin Jefferson pick. We'll talk about yeah, that later. I drafted Russell Wilson, and then I went. Justin Jefferson. Okay. And why that, is Juju not on your squad? Someone took him. Yeah, Ryan, somebody Ryan, took him really high. Ryan took him before I took Amari Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, he went high. He went, yeah. he went pretty high. I was trying but to get my Steelers, but and you reached on Connor, I think. That 
Well, see, I'll talk I about it right now. I'll I talk love, about it now. Yeah, so, I love that you picked Here's him. why I took Connor. I took Connor late third round. But just for the durability. He's a starting There's no running back. Durability. There's zero yeah, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah, saying. High He's return. High return. If yes. he doesn't get hurt. If he doesn't yeah. get hurt. High return. My first two picks and, are locks, in my opinion. I have Jacobs and, and DeAndre Hopkins. My third pick, a little bit of a risk. But with Big Ben on that squad, he was a top I, five running back. I agree. Back. And so I, I actually for really like that year. He's due for a full year. Agree. He hasn't shown that. He hasn't shown it, but... Last, last season, season he was banged up all year. That's what I'm saying. Last season it was the year before that he went off. He, did go he off was in the first round last year for us in our draft. I don't think it's a bad pick. It's not. I think it's a push if if he does go down because he's going to be the starter regardless of when he returns. Yeah. Um, that like there's who do we have in the back backfield? Snell. Yeah. That's it's, 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 no. He's going to be the guy. Snell. Yeah. He's going to be the guy. He has to stay and, healthy. And that's but, but and that's if, my if other thing. If he does play out throughout the season, you look like a genius. And that's my other thing is because when you look at when you look at teams and we talk about that rookie with that rookie wideout core. Yeah. And when you look at your teams and look at standard league, you look at running backs, is my running back that I draft going to get the ball in the end zone it, it, from the goal line perspective? And that's why, see, like, you, you picked right next to each other. Yeah. I was eight, you were nine. Mm-hmm. So on that third pick, you picked, you know, I picked right in front of you. You picked Chris Carson. And I picked Chris Carson. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I could have had either. I wanted Carson. Yeah. I, I like Carson before Connor, but I had Connor right behind him. So. And then there was someone else. Pick. Oh, Miles Sanders was still there, too. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know if Miles Sanders gets the ball in the goal line. And I just don't know who Miles Sanders is yet. That's what my thing is. Like, I need guys to, like have a that offense year before, is still like, built around Wentz. Yes. It's not exactly. And I have Carson Wentz. He's my quarterback. So that was kind of my, like, I don't want Sanders because I don't know what he is I get yet. It. But my, that was my kind of strategy was I thought there was only a select number of backs. I'm going to try to get them all as quick as I can. Yeah. And then the, the receiving group was so deep. That it's always deep. Play. That's I mean, what I'm I got, saying. It's yeah. always my, deep. My fourth receiver was Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Who's and not that good. You had, you, and then DK Metcalf <laughs> on your bench. Both, both Bengal fans just popped up there. And then you have DK right Metcalf on your bench. Yeah, DK so it's like, is on my, is my third. It's yeah. fine. So right. He's probably going to be the number one receiver. Good strategies. Yeah. Good strategy. So, okay, let's go through a couple players, and you get one player. Okay, I'm going to bring out three, and you get to pick one. Okay. Okay, and I want – you can give a little explanation if you want. Um, I know Kevin's answer, but – Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, or Austin Eckler. You get one. Who are you going with fantasy? Dallas yeah, starting. Jacobs. Jacobs? Jacobs, no doubt. Okay. It's Jacobs. 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 Yeah. I think it's close between Eckler and Jacobs for me. I think it's close. I think it's it's Jacobs, and I think uh, I think it's Drake. Drake. I think Drake's too. Wow. I think Drake's have a huge year. This year. Okay. I think, and that's that was one of my best value picks. Was when Joe Show took him at nineteen. I liked that pick a lot because I would have done the exact same pick. And, 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 and then it was think, over Eckler. And then I think Blaine, and then I think Blaine took Eckler right yeah, after. Right literally after. So right after. after. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Both of them are very comparable in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I just think that offense for the Cardinals is going to put up more points, be a little more dynamic than the Chargers. And that's kind of what sets that apart for me when I'm yeah. talking strategy. It's hard not to see Eckler as just a doppelganger CMC, though. Just a, it's a rough, very hard to a see. It's very hard to see. guy last year to have... 100 yards uh, receiving and 100 yards rushing in the same game. Yeah. And I think Drake could do it. He hasn't, was the only guy who did it last year. Okay. Was Eckler. And he hasn't dropped the ball since 2018. I like Eckler. I like him. Yeah. All right. It's, but, it's just like but, Jacobs. But one. Jacobs is the bell cow for the Raiders. He's yeah. getting the ball right. at the goal line. He's getting it all. Um, let's go receivers. Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper. You get one. Let's start with the other side. Let's go with Matt. Uh, I'm going to pick Evans. Okay. Um, Obviously, Tom Brady's there. I think he's going to get a ton of targets uh, between him and Godwin. Actually, it's kind of tough. Cooper, 
like Kevin said, a lot of mouths to feed over there. So a in lot Tampa, of mouths. There's, Tampa there's a ton of mouths. Yeah, there, there Gronk are. And Go- but Godwin. Listen, I've been keeping up with that whole uh, that fling that they got going, T. Brady and and Evans. Man, Nate fling they got over there. Yeah, Tampa. and uh, I think it's gonna be a good year for both of them. Came on, who you got out of those three? I would take Mike Evans above him. Out of those three, yeah, out of those three, what sets that apart for me is um, Arians' number one receivers usually tend to go off every year. Who you got that? I got Evans and Cooper at it even. Yeah, I have them close. Close. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I can't choose one to the other. I think they're both ahead of Allen Robinson. My my thing with Allen Robinson is no who's going to play quarterback, and that's my other thing I look into when I'm drafting receivers. Granted, I took Keenan Allen late, but Allen Robinson's going pretty early in a lot of leagues, and I just don't see. Who's getting him the ball for? I would take Mike early. Evans as well. I yeah. would take Mike Evans. All right, um, Kyler Murray. Does he take the next step? You think he? Yes. He puts himself in that elite category. This is and this is the talk, year for no. Yeah. For MVP talk, no. Oh, but like for, fantasy, like eliteness. Don't yeah. you have him as MVP candidate this year? Blaine did. Oh, Blaine, I think. Oh, Blaine, Blaine, Blaine was, did. Blaine yeah, bold. Honest. See, I don't. He's not an MVP because I don't think he wins the division. I think you really need to win the division to win MVP. So I don't think he's there, but I do think he's he's going to put up a ton of points for fantasy. You're big on Murray. Well, yeah, this goes back to the eye test. When he came into the league, I was not big on Murray. Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy's short and he's going to fail. <laughs> I mean, I just I thought turning down baseball was the just yeah. and uh, he ends up no, I'm out. a believer now. I think he's yeah. he's going to take the yeah. next. He's going to be good. All right, so last one, <clears throat> three guys. We'll go three rookie running backs. Kind of always talked on them. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Dobbins, or DeAndre Swift out of Georgia, who's with the Lions. You get one. Came over. Start with you. Fantasy. Yeah, fantasy. Jonathan Taylor. Oh wow. Okay. Matt. Dobbins. 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 I'm going to say Swift. Swift, okay. Wow. I'm actually also going to say Swift. Okay. I think yeah. he's just going to get more touches in your guy. Yeah. So, Lions Lion, are going to need to throw the ball a lot, though. Um, a little bit. Okay, so we actually said we had our fantasy football draft this past weekend. Um, but I want to get into it a little bit. Um, we'll start with K. Moore. What, what do you think was the worst pick of the week um, or the weekend out of the draft? Who, who kind of reached and took someone that you weren't expecting? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to call him out at this moment. Give but, it to me. I mean, I just think Mac Mac took Carryon Johnson very very high. I know a lot of people are gonna say the Justin Jefferson pick might be worse, <laughs> but he took Carryon Johnson. I want to say probably in like what the sixth seventh round. It, I think it was the seventh. It was probably the seventh yeah. round. It yeah. just didn't make any sense to me with the number of running backs that were still on the board, and I. There's too many question marks for the Lions that it doesn't just make any sense. He's coming off a blown knee. Fair. Yeah. So Fair. my worst pick is also going to be Mac, yeah. but it's when he tried to draft Carryon Johnson the second time. So he <laughs> and was, I thought it was a different Johnson. I drafted two Johnsons. So he was looking I thought through I was trying to draft three Johnsons. He was looking through the names yeah. for. He's like, I'm looking for Carryon Johnson. <laughs> like, we're like you already drafted. You literally fucking drafted. Him and I thought three I rounds drafted ago. David Johnson. So he was down to ten seconds. So he had a rush, and he took Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Justin Jefferson around high, around right. too early, around a draft, draft, a draft too early. <laughs> a draft. Maybe, maybe a fantasy draft too early. Do you, do you have a worst pick? Who was your worst pick that you thought? Uh, no, I think it was me. The only, <laughs> the, the only, hey, the only person that I thought was uh, even close, remotely close to that, was Ryan Flem taking Clyde, Clyde's Edward Lair. That was my number two. Yeah. 
and that was that surprised me. Um, like I said, I had a lot of mock drafts having him uh, go seven eight, and I thought that was unbelievable that he was going that high. But to see to see him come off the board at nine, was it? Yeah. Oh no, uh, yeah, ten. Eleven. 10, 11. 11. Eleven. So yeah, one of my I wouldn't say it's the worst pick of the draft, but when you look at on paper what someone should have done. B. Ramick letting go of Michael Thomas at six. And he took Mixon. And he took Mixon. Do I think Mixon's a great running back? Yeah, but when we're talking like number one receiver of the number one receiver who broke the receiving, literally receiving re- record last proven year. Dude. Fantasy proven, expert. proven dude. Proven yeah. dude. Yeah, fantasy expert. That's so biased fantasy taking expert. Mixon. Again, um, I get it. I the would, running back value, I understand that. But at the end of the day, it's Michael Thomas. But I also give Brandon my steal of the draft when he took Sanders in the fourth. I thought that was, was it third or fourth. Miles yeah. Sanders. I think it was the fourth round. Something. Like I thought that, that was my steal. It was fourth. It was fourth. Yeah, it because was fourth I took Connor over him. Yeah. So getting Miles Sanders that late, he was going in that late. Yeah, ADP that's a good pick. Two second round. ADP. ADP. That's your show. Shout out. Uh, who, who was your steal of the draft? Who do you think had the? Oh, steal of the draft. Uh, me with Keenan Allen at I want to say I think it was round six. That was a good draft. That was a good pick. I, I think, mean. For the value, I mean, he's a he's a dude receiver, and I got him in the sixth round. I I know I'm tooting my own horn here with a steal of the draft pick, but I thought that was a great value pick for me. I have to give it to Joe Show, who drafting Brandon Cooks in like was, I think it was, it was like the tenth or eleventh. Yeah, it was. Really, it was really fucking late. Yeah, was it was pick. really late. Um, so we'll we'll update you on our league and give you some standings week by week. We'll actually have some breakdowns of games. Um, throughout the fantasy football season, yeah, and let you know how it goes. Um, actually, we just had a poll up to see you guys can see our teams. Um, last few days, we just had them up. So um, yeah, that's fourth and drunk. We'll let you know mm-hmm. how the league goes, and we'll keep you updated. Who drafted Mayfield? No one. I oh, drafted nobody. Well, yeah, undrafted. You guys' league is awesome. So <laughs> don't sleep on the Browns though. Yeah, fantasy football. That's our segment. We'll be on t- touch with it throughout the year. So pay attention to it. Let us know how your leagues go. Send us your teams. We'll rate them for you. All right, so that's our fantasy football preview. Um, we'll get into it more, but now time for the film doc. Do it, K. Morgan. That's right. So, quote last week was, the Asians own the casino, Ted. And our winner of that quote is none other than our very own, Dave Yates. Shout out Dave Yates. Congrats. He's in studio tonight to give us his next film review. Thank yep. you. Um, the correct movie was Pineapple, Expre- Pineapple Express. Classic, one of my favorites. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, one of the best comedies of all time. James Franco's an absolute dude in that movie. You don't movie. even like that movie. Can we just point out that Red doesn't die in that movie? Yeah, does no. Red not die no. in that movie? He almost dies at the breakfast table, like, the next morning. <laughs> he he takes takes a, thought he was dead. Yeah. He, takes a, <laughs> he takes a shotgun to the chest. <laughs> he takes a billion. <laughs> oh, he's got some great one-liners. I mean, there's a billion quotes we could have used, but, again, um, congrats, Dave Yates, on the uh, film review. I appreciate you coming in studio today and getting this done for us today. Thank you. So, all right. Um, Dave, tell us what movie you wanted us to review today. Uh, my favorite movie of all time, Tombstone. Tombstone. Tombstone classic. So, absolute classic. And like he, like Dave said, this is his favorite movie of all time. So, brought him in studio. Um, obviously, him and I are going to be spitballing a little bit about um, the movie. But for those of you who haven't seen it, um, Wyatt Earp, played by Kurt Russell, comes into the town of Tombstone. He's a former sheriff. And um, he's there basically to make money. And while he's there, the town is overrun by lawlessness by a bunch of cowboys who oh, wear yeah. the red, who wear their red scarves throughout the town. So the Earp brothers, Sam Elliott and Bill Paxton, as well as Kurt Russell, eventually get sick of the shit and get get in some fucking action. 
It kicks some Absolutely. ass. And then um, another unbelievable character in the movie, obviously, Doc Holliday, played by Val Kilmer. So, Unreal. Um, Unreal Like role. Dave said, it, one of, like his favorite movie of all time, I would say it's absolutely in my top 15. Um, known as probably one of the best westerns of all time. Um, a lot of people go back and forth on a lot of um, Eastwood movies, but I think for our generation, especially, 100%. like this is one that we will relate to as probably the best western of all time. I agree. Yeah, I agree. My favorite western. See why? Anything add on Tombstone? No, it's a classic. You know, obviously, my dad's favorite movie. So growing up, it was always on, and yeah, you know, I, I don't think I ever really watched it from beginning to end until I was way older because I mm-hmm. just walked in on. And then you appreciate it more. Yeah, you appreciate yeah. it more. Um, just the star power. I know we kind of mentioned it, but the star power of this movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, I just went through like four legit Hollywood names. Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott. And then it's like, oh, wait, Bill Paxton's in that? And it's like, oh, wait, Billy Bob Thornton? <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton, like early in his career, is playing like a card dealer who's just getting slapped around by Kurt Russell. Literally smacks him in the mouth. It's like, what the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Like literally calls him the fuck out. Rips him by his ear out of the bar. Like, Kurt Ru- and like I will say, Kurt Russell... And another note: that mustache. According to the director, every mustache in that movie is 100 percent real. That's a pretty and that is impressive. Yeah. Legit, there are some that's legit. legit mustaches, especially Kurt Russell's. His is like going down to the chops. Well, Sam Elliott's been known to rock that mustache. Oh, he's been rocking oh, yeah. that yeah. mustache forever. Yeah, I mean, so that's an obvious. There's one. a trademark. But Kurt <laughs> yeah. Russell, I mean, the man pulled off that mustache like it was some good yeah. lip carpets in that movie. Oh, yeah. unbelievable! <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable rides on those things, right? <laughs> incredible. But like that. Like, watching that movie makes you almost want to literally have a mustache like that. Yeah. Like, you want to be Kurt Russell in that movie. So, but the star power, again, and Doc Holliday, we'll get into that a little bit more, but some of the some of the one-liners by Doc Holliday in that movie, just obviously the, I'm your Huckleberry. I'm you know, Huckleberry. that one, you're a daisy if you do. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's so many classic ones. And then the classic scenes, um, Dave here said that he, not only his favorite movie, he said one of his favorite, if not his number one favorite scene in a movie of all time. So yes. what do you got? Yes. Well, before I get into that scene, if you watch Tombstone, if you watch it very carefully, I've seen it hundreds of times yeah. now. It's it's almost like two movies, and even the film mm-hmm. on it is like two different movies. That's yeah. because they got rid of the director of that movie in the middle of the movie. Yeah, the wow. writer was the one that was initially supposed to direct it, but then they right. cut him out. Right, and, and they, they, fired they hired George P. Uh, Costamosis, I yeah. guess, to finish it, who had done like some of the Rambo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Rambo 2. Yeah, he did yeah. first. Yeah, first, first one 2. Or, or Rambo 2, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think the movie went from being just kind of mediocre mm-hmm. to fantastic, I think, once they made that change. Yeah. Uh, and he had some things. And regarding the scene, I have two favorite scenes ever in film. In Okay. Okay, one is Apocalypse Now, right. which we're not talking about tonight, but it's a, it's a helicopter scene that people are familiar with. Yeah. With... Uh, with the music playing mm-hmm. while the, the helicopters are Martin are Sheen. Martin Sheen, yeah. uh, Robert Duvall, yeah. um, uh, Marlon Brando. But anyway, yeah. back to Tombstone. Um, there's a scene where uh, one of the brothers is killed. Yeah, Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Morgan is shot uh, in the back like a cowardly, in a cowardly way. Mm-hmm. Playing, during a, playing pool. During a storm. And then there's a scene where they're, they decided to just leave town yeah. and get out. And uh, Powers Booth, who plays Curly Bill... It's like a super smart ass. Oh, he's like he's a very charismatic bad guy cowboy. Right, and like he is really right. good. And and White Earp uh, goes up to him. He's leaving. He goes, I just want you to know this is all over. Yeah. And he goes, Well, bye. Mm-hmm. You know, just like yeah. like a dick. Yeah. You yeah. know, to him when they leave. Yeah. And my favorite scene is when they're at the train station, 
and uh, uh, Curly Bill has sent uh, Ike. He sent Ike and uh, and Stingley or something yeah, like yeah. that. And uh, to to kill the rest of them at mm-hmm. the train station, and of course Wyatt and Doc and mm-hmm. the rest of his guys, Turkey Jack and mm-hmm. all those other guys he has like with him. Like a Texas Bill or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, are waiting for him. Yeah, and they uh, they shoot the one guy mm-hmm. dead with a shotgun. Stillwell. Mm-hmm. That was his name. Still Stillwell. And um, Wyatt steps over Ike and cuts him with his uh, spur mm-hmm. of his shoe. And he, he looks down at him and he says, you know, you brought up yeah. the, the whatever he, he said. Says, you brought the thunder. Yeah, you brought up you the, brought the th- thunder. You brought the thunder. He said, I'm coming and I'm bringing and hell. Coming, and hell's coming with hell's me. Coming with and me. When, when he says that. That's deep. When he says that, it just breaks into them riding mm-hmm. and the music. Into the montage of them. Into the montage of them. They're just killing all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right after that scene, it's just that, like, it, it's like sends chills down your spine when yeah. you see that that one scene. And then if you get in depth in that movie even more, him, there's a foreshadowing moment in the beginning of the movie when the cowboys go kill some conquistadors kind of at a wedding. Yeah, they kill the Mexican and the police. Priest, the yes. priest is saying something in Spanish, and John Ringo later says... Something about um, someone's going to ride into town on a yeah. white horse or something yeah. like that. It's from bring, the Bible and, quote. Yeah, it's a Bible quote. He says, and they're going to bring hell. Yes. And then in that train station, Kurt Russell literally says, I'm you know, yeah. I'm coming and hell's coming with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So total foreshadowing. Yeah. Moment. And then yeah. Ringo obviously killed that police or the uh, priest. And that's Michael Bean, who's a, who's a great actor, too. Yeah. And then Ringo, even on the scene you're talking about when they're riding the horse out of town. And then he's such a dick. Wyatt's brother is literally dead in the coffin. And Ringo goes, you smell that? Smells that curly bill? Smells yeah, like someone, someone died. died. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, right it was, in his it face. Was, it was just brutal. But then to see the vengeance. Oh yeah, and then yeah. Doc Holliday like it's it's not revenge. This is the reckoning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just the Val amount Kilmer. of just yeah, just the amount of one liners that he has. Yeah. And they're not even like monologues. It's just the reckoning. Yeah, yeah. Some other guys that were in the film. I mean, Charlton Heston's in yeah. the film. Uh, like I said, Billy Bob Thornton, Jason Priestley, mm-hmm. Michael Rooker, Billy Zane. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Thomas Hayden Church. Billy, Billy Zane, narrated by Robert Mitchum. Yeah. And, and then also a true story. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. exaggerated a little bit, but 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 true story. Is so. exaggerated a little bit, but a lot of those things did happen. Like the yeah. shootout at the OK Corral yes. was actually one of the most famous shootouts in yep. American Western history. So like that was more or less one of the climaxes of the true story. And then obviously yeah. the movie kind of spun off a little bit. A lot of things were true. His wife was an opiate addict, things yes. like that. Yeah. Um, just an unbelievable movie. I mean, I just want to touch on a little bit before we move on, just Val Kilmer's character and how badass. I mean, one of my personal favorite scenes is when Ringo goes in the bar and is like, they're like talking shit, laughing to each other, doing the whole thing. And Ringo pulls out his gun. He's doing the whole thing. And Val Kilmer's are uh, Doc Holliday's already like known for you know what I mean his being gun the, his gun being slinging the gunslinger yeah so he's just like totally clowning him with his like shot glass tin that cup. he has he's just yeah, like, he's like doing like the exact the same tin thing cup. just clowning yeah. the I have nothing Classic. to prove I'll kill you mm-hmm. basically yeah. and yeah. then and then some of the lingo that they use when um, Ringo's first challenging Wyatt Earp to the duel he just said you want to we'll play in blood you know what I mean he's like yeah. we'll, we'll, he's like you don't want to pay for blood and then that's when. Uh, the first time Doc Holliday says, I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. And then Huckleberry is basically saying, like, I'm your man. 
You know, yeah. and, and, the, and the way that that term was used back then was like, I'm your executioner yeah. was kind of yeah. that term, which makes it even sicker when you look into yeah. it. And then when he slapped the crap out of Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> That's I'll, a good one, too. He's like, pull Just, that smoke wagon. Yeah. The only thing that Skin bugs that me. snake. He says something like that, too. <laughs> the only thing that bugs me in that movie is I don't get enough Doc Holliday. Like, at the end of that movie, I want more Doc Holliday. Yeah, well, like, the story's wow. about the Hurt Brothers. I know. I know. You know that's and Doc Holliday is just such a badass that mm-hmm. I'm just like, I need more. Yeah. yeah. I need more of him. And Big Nose Kate wasn't in the movie very much. Mm-mm. His, uh, his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's, she was, they allude that she's kind of a drug addict. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way, there's like a love interest. <laughs> and he's like, just a heads up, like he's leaving you. And then it's like, she comes in the bar and. Doc Holliday's like, let's see how strong you are. And then he like totally dis. He's like, you're an oak. <laughs> when they <laughs> first, get to, when they first get to Tombstone, the mayor comes out and goes, we're going to be bigger than San Francisco still yeah. soon. We're going to get a dog track. And mm-hmm. two guys come out shooting each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Doc goes, very cosmopolitan. Yeah, very cosmopolitan. <laughs> but there's just that. some absolute classics. Classic I mean, movie. Do you, we're talking the duels that happen in the movie. I mean, obviously the very end scene that happens, not to give anything away, but I mean, good God, right? Yeah. One of the best endings. And yeah, You know how you feel about um, Wahlberg? Yeah, I love Wahlberg. I feel that way about, about Kurt Russell. Yeah. He doesn't make bad movie. I mean, no. Not many that you can find that are like, okay, Kurt Russell was in that and he's it's not good. Yeah. What's the classic one where he's like in China or something? Oh, Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. God bless that movie. The Thing is one of my favorites. Yeah. Where he's in Antarctica. Yeah, you do love The Thing. Yeah. You do love it. But Kurt Russell, Escape from New York. Oh, yeah. Those are some great ones. But Uh, Miracle. Miracle. Yeah, Miracle. Well, let's talk about film a little bit and the the generation of it, you know, because... Kate Morgs, our modern day film doctor. Yeah, I am. Dave is kind of like the <laughs> older generation film doctor. Let's get so, into this a little bit. Side note, film Dave, surgeon. Dave, film surgeon. Film surgeon. The film surgeon with the film doctor. Film nurse. <laughs> no, but uh, just background on Dave and I. I mean, Dave and I, whenever I'm over at his house, he's over at my place. Like, we'll talk movies for like hours. Hours. How many times we talk? Tombstone, Apocalypse Now, yeah. Gladiator. All of our oh, yes. all of our favorites. So I mean, we we'll talk about this stuff, I and mean, we do battle a lot of about a lot of things too. Right, but most of the battle is, and, and touching on what Cody said, is that um, I'm an old guy, mm-hmm. 56, born in 1964. The generation when I was a kid was there was a Cold War going on between us and the and the Soviet Union at right. the time, and the Cold War, uh, the film industry took upon the Cold War to kind of create all of these scary movies about the nuclear age mm-hmm. and the atom bomb. So the movies I grew up with the kid is like there's giant ants attacking <laughs> and the military's fighting them. Yeah. And there's Godzilla who was created by mm-hmm. um, Japanese, you know, well, atomic. Yeah, atomic so bombs. a lot of radioactive, radioactive monsters. And then we went to television. So was Rocky Four your favorite movie of all time then? Rocky Four. that was everything. That was awesome. That's everything. No, that That's was awesome. bringing them all together. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, is that those are the films we, we, yeah. we grew up with. Right. And the, the superhero mm-hmm. at that time was comedy. Batman was a TV show that was a complete comedy. Yeah, That's West. when the Joker was surfing and they had the bat shark repellent. Yeah, Adam and, West was the Batman. Right, yeah. and it was complete comedy. Yeah, it was funny. So I never I never grasped the superhero that your generation, it's mm-hmm. all. Yeah. It's all Marvel. Well, it's yeah. all DC. Especially with 
Batman, it's more of a a darker yes, a darker he's super, a very super, dark character. Yeah, when we look it's at a darker superhero. And that's movie. a big big debate that we have. Is yeah, my dad's not no. <laughs> No, no, musicals. no comedies. No, no, no. Well, okay, he loves comedies, but right. when we're talking top 100s, he's got two very distinct outlines. He's got his dramas, his war movies, all that. And then on the other end, when he makes those lists, it literally entitled says no comedies, no puppets, no musicals. <laughs> so no puppets, no, musicals. puppets no for for those listeners who are not Dave Yates, um, you know, close friends and family. Anything that is cartoon related is considered a puppet. Any animated, anything animated, okay. Toy Story, no puppets. Those, those are puppets. But Yoda's a puppet. Yoda's a puppet. Yoda is a Yoda puppet. Yoda is a true right. puppet. But it's not a full puppet movie. <laughs> <laughs> One puppet's allowed. One puppet per movie, max. But that's good. And that, so, you know, that is different from our age. You oh, know, it's way different. Uh, we grew up on Avengers. We grew up on Marvel. And yeah. We grew up on these superheroes being superheroes. And I get that because, like I said, like Christopher Nolan's Batman is just so dark. It's not light. It's completely different than the Batman that you were raised on. So I do get that. But I would say Marvel is a little lighter. Like, Iron Man's funny. He's not sarcastic. Captain America's got some one-liners here and there. Yeah, Thor. So that's the thing is Dave won't even give them a chance. Dave is not even giving them a chance. Well, that's true in a way and not true. I've seen them. Mm -hmm. Have you? Yeah. So it's not, you know, I've seen Endgame and I've seen Dark Knight and can you? Yeah, but Bane's great. But can you appreciate, you know, the Christopher Nolan? Because you, you know, you've seen Inception. You know how great Inception. I've seen Dunkirk. Oh, here we go. Here we go. That's not today. That's not for today. So we won't get that into it. But it's Christopher Nolan. It is Christopher Nolan. My dad likes Dunkirk, and Kmorg hates Dunkirk. that's one. That's one big one that him and I do disagree. Yeah, we disagree. But for the most part, we do have a lot of similar, you know, movie qualities and things like that. But yeah. Yeah. But we do battle a lot because we do have a lot of movies that we do like and dislike. But so. uh, back to Tombstone, fantastic. Yeah, and then Tombstone, again, with the historical context that is so great about the movie is, like, Doc Holliday, Wyatt Earp are real people, real characters that lived in Tombstone. Um, one of my favorite kind of history um, involvement in that movie that they didn't touch on too much was that Doc Holliday was famous for saying that he's going to die with his boots on in some way of a gunfight yeah. or, you know, just die and, in a casino. And then at the end of the movie... He looks down at his feet and says, I'll be damned because he's not wearing shoes. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, it's just one of those cool moments that they don't really explain too much. But if you look into it, you're like, damn, that's right. a great and he, movie. He yeah. actually was a dentist mm -hmm. and uh, got kicked out of Georgia and then yeah. became a gambler. And, yeah, became a gambler. Uh, and then, street fighter. Gunslinger. And, and yeah. uh, All right. So that's the movie review with the film doctor. Um and the film surgeon or the film nurse, however you want to call it. <laughs> Physician's uh, assistant. I yeah. love him, though. He's great. So, okay, we're, we're going to switch it up this week, right? Yeah. What, what, do we, what do we got? Yeah, so previous couple weeks we've been doing movie quotes. Um, each week now we're going to kind of mix it up depending on what we're feeling, depending on the movie. Um, this week in particular we had a great movie. I think it's one that all of our viewers absolutely need to watch. And to, in order to get um, next week's film review, you're going to need to watch this movie. So we're going to be doing a trivia question this week. So trivia question is going to be, what illness was Doc Holliday dying from throughout Tombstone? Let's so, that one more time for our fans. Okay. What illness was Doc Holliday dying from in Tombstone? All so, right, so that's a trivia question. Uh, first one to answer and send us a message on uh, Instagram. And again, guys, Dave Yates like, fast-forwarded to this segment <laughs> last week so he can get this film review, which is awesome, and I appreciate the love and respect. <laughs> so make sure you guys are kind of doing the same. Make sure if you want to be on top of it. Got to be on top of it. So that leads us into the battle. The battle um, is based off this film doctor and film review. 
So I'll kind of like Kate Morgan take charge of this battle and give it to us so we can get after it. Yeah, we're, we're staying on movies. We're staying on the movie battle. This is something that I think the fans are going to really enjoy. So um, the battle this week is going to stay on our Tombstone theme and the characters within Tombstone. So um, it's going to be based around Val Kilmer. Now, the battle is going to be which character is Val Kilmer's best character, okay? Either Doc Holliday from Tombstone or Iceman from Top Gun. Oh, easy Iceman. Iceman, Ice Man. I'm, so. on, I'm on Iceman. I mean, just the way that character is like, holds himself mm-hmm. and the way that he kind of carries himself yeah. in that movie. He's just like, everyone wanted to be Iceman. Well, yeah. he's, he's he comes in and it's like, there's the mystique around Iceman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maverick comes in, he's the hot shot. And it's just like, he's not Iceman though. Like Striker, his sidekick, he keeps talking about Iceman. This new Iceman guy, man. He's winning Top Gun for sure. You know what I mean? He's a baller. And he's just like, there's the name Iceman. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. So, Dave, let's let's. I'm let's impressed with stage. how Cody can come up with an <laughs> argument re- on Iceman versus <laughs> Doc Holliday. I don't but, know Iceman, but no, taking nothing away from Top Gun, and I'm and taking Ice nothing Man. away from Doc Holliday. Right, but play. He was nominated, by the way, for Best Actor mm-hmm. in Tombstone. It's a historical character, mm-hmm. and also a character that's dealing with being a gambler being super ill mm-hmm. but still doing stuff and they cut so he had to come out sweaty or whatever and still go oh, through he was the, the yeah and, and he pulled it off great so but the question is yeah he's sweaty he's disgusting he's mm-hmm. this gambler and in pulp in a not pulp fish, top gun he's he's the fucking man He's, the he's man. tall. He's wearing no, the navy. He's, he's wearing he's the, the Air Force getup. He is like he's Iceman. Well, I would like, even that's it. I would even argue the persona, because Doc Holliday is a badass. But so is Iceman. Yeah, you're telling me Iceman is. Yeah, Iceman is a listen, badass. Iceman is a badass until Jerry Maguire's character. Um, Jerry Maguire. Tom, Tom Cruise's character <laughs> kind of takes that over. No, he doesn't. Him. He never takes it. He from never Iceman. takes it from Iceman. If Doc Iceman, Holliday met Iceman, Iceman would run. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Between his legs. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Doc Holliday was dead for about. 50. Nothing's ever taken yeah, away Doc from Doc Holliday as being the badass. But he's like Iceman would run his just, fucking jet through his <laughs> goddamn hospital bed. Yeah. And this is this is a harder battle than I'm. Than I thought you it was okay. either side. I, I know. Iceman had better hair. Oh, he had great, oh, he had hair. great hair. Great hair. Okay. Iceman had better hair, but. Doc Holliday, better mustache. Better mustache. <laughs> better hat, granted, and, better suits and for Iceman. And the fucking and jet. Drove a fucking jet. What about the lines, the personality of the of any situation? Talking, yeah. I can, I'll give you an Iceman monologue. <laughs> you're dangerous, Maverick. <laughs> it's, 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 hold on. It's, it's not your flying, it's your attitude. <laughs> I like when he snaps his teeth at him. Just, yeah. It's like, I don't, and then, you know, Maverick's like, I don't know, Iceman. He's like talking shit. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I, you know, women I, all I, over the country I just cannot, whop. I cannot whop. rip anything about Top Gun. I love Top Gun. Oh, yeah. That's the same we've got a tombstone. But Iceman was just that. He had that swag. That was like. He, that, had, he had more swag than Doc Hall. Doc Hall had swag. He had dying swag. Maverick or uh, Iceman had like I'm alive and I'm fucking up Maverick uh, I'm coming for the belt Doc you're my wingman bitch yeah but Doc <laughs> no, Doc had the you no know, nobody wants to fight every step back is I'll fight I'm yeah. coming up yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I'm your Huckleberry yeah, yeah. I'll fight right now Doc Holliday's you know a badass in that movie I, yeah, that. I think they're both badasses this is prefer. what I'm saying it's harder it's harder to pick one. Like, you guys know I'm not high on Tom Cruise movies. Shut. Not high on Tom Cruise movies at all. You're telling me Top Gun's not a classic? 
It is. It is. This is why I'm saying it's harder John and because Ringo. of the Val Kilmer Looks like the somebody Val Kilmer walked role. right over your grave. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I'm sticking with Doc Holiday on this. Stick with Doc. It's, it's tough. But, what you need to do. but I'm just saying, we're going to put up the battle, and it's going to be a fucking clean-ass Val Kilmer on the left, Ke- Top Kevin, Gun, Kevin and a dying-ass Doc Holiday on the right. I know Kevin. Kevin down deep. He knows <laughs> He knows it. Hey, there's no disrespect, like I said. When we're talking movie versus movie, though, you're telling me they're both not in your top 15, though. They're great. I, they're, they're both they're phenomenal. Both. But like I said, it just separates. I coach with a guy, Chili Renquil, loves Top Gun. Yeah. That is his favorite. Shows and and here's the class. thing. People, there. you are nicknamed Iceman for being a fucking dude. You know what I mean? For being if just If you're a ball blooded. player, yeah. Like, that's Iceman. No, he's He's the fucking Iceman. No doubt. That's on, no doubt. Well, it's no doubt. That's the Iceman. Yeah, one guy was real. No one's going like you're the Doc Holiday. <laughs> that's Iceman. One guy's a character. Iceman forever real. Iceman. Toss <laughs> <laughs> a battle. We'll go in there and vote. You'll always be my wingman, oh, Dave. Like him in Heat too. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You'll always be heat my wingman. Green, but, but Val Kilmer. Val See, Kilmer. I might pick Heat over Doc Holiday. And, and here's the thing: I'm, I might and, pick his role in Heat. Okay. And here's what I was talking about Kilmer went offset for a little bit is what the fuck happened to Val Kilmer, man? We're talking two iconic, unbelievable roles where we're ta- we're debating like we could have a bracket of the top best characters in movies of all time and arguably Doc Holliday and Iceman are making both those charts. And like I said, outside of heat, it's like you look at a, a you know, we're looking at a line graph and it's like top plateau and then just off a cliff. <laughs> Off a cliff. Where he's playing weird ass Sherpa and Entourage all of a sudden. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh my yeah, he God. Played, he played Jim Morrison and did a good job yeah, uh, in the, the Doors yeah, movie. Yeah, in the Doors. And he was in a movie called The Ghost. What was he called? The Ghost and the Wind or something like that. Right. About the lions in Africa. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah, he was good. But again, like, Ghost those in the guys. Darkness. We Ghost look in at the Darkness. Comparable actors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's just say that movie alone, Kurt Russell. Tom Cruise from those movies. Huh. Those guys maintained. They maintained that A-list no, they did. status. They did. But he like did John not. Travolta didn't. John Travolta didn't. He didn't. He Agreed. crashed and then came back with Pulp Fiction. With Pulp Fiction, and yeah. Then became Greece, yeah. And Saturday Night Fever. But like Val Kilmer, he never came back up. Travolta came back up. He's These in guys the new revived. Top Gun. Is he going to be yes. in it? Oh, I love oh, that. That's wow. So that's going to be phenomenal. That's going to be awesome. I, I want to see what happened to Iceman. I know. Yeah, what do you think they're going to have him? Because I know Maverick's an instructor. What's Iceman doing? He definitely comes back in some... (laughs) Real Iceman, he's not doing much. Special assistant or consultant. But, so, that's the thing is, did did Batman forever ruin Val Kilmer? Is that what ruined him? I mean, arguably. And and then, and therefore, is he the worst Batman of all time? He's pretty bad. He is... I mean, the worst of all time, there's been some bad Batman, so... That's another battle, because you got Keaton, Clooney... Keaton was good. Keaton's great. I don't like Keaton. Keaton. Clooney, I love. Bengals fan, by the way. He's a Bengals fan. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, that makes sense. But uh, not a good Batman. <laughs> not a good Batman. So, but was is, is that what... He had the nipples on his suit. The nipples <laughs> yeah. on his I fucking think that's Batman what it was. Suit. And it's known as the worst <laughs> suit of all time. Yeah. And I honestly think that might <laughs> like have been a nipple big suit. For it. It's had a just nipple suit. Subconsciously, the nipples. Like, you might not you notice. You can't them. take that Batman seriously. You can't take that seriously. Cody, yeah. for Halloween, hard you nipples. Have the nipple suit. Nipple Coming suit. out of the dark, hard nipples. Yeah, it, well, they were hard. Yeah, it wasn't like trying you know, to talk some nice areolas. They were pointy. He could cut somebody with those. That was like part of his move. He was like McGregoring shoulder, but it was like a nipple cut. Right, so just a lashing chest. to your right. chest. That's the battle. Poor Val. Um, He's done great yeah, things, though. Val, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, go on there and let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, you got Iceman or you got 
Um, you got Doc. Which one is it? Um, yeah, so. Let me do one more. I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> yeah. So, great episode. Uh, thanks a lot for Dave coming in. Um, you know, fantasy expert, historian. Bringing a slap hey. drink. Bringing a slap drink. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah, well, I don't think it's going to be the last time. Well, hopefully, next time I'll be a grandfather. Yeah. Can't wait for that. That'll be awesome. You might yeah. win the bet. Oh, too. what's your bet? You already said it. You gave it to me. Nine pounds. September 5th. That's right. That's right. So, you know the winner, what the winner gets, right? Uh, to pick the games, to pick the whole second TV, it doesn't matter. Oh, fuck. Uh, I mean, Two Bengals fuck, games on one. You won't put a Steeler game on there. Oh hell no! I'll have your so, fantasy teams on. Um, shout out real quick. We have a college football game this weekend, boys. FCS, FCS, Austin P versus uh, Central Arkansas mm-hmm. this Saturday. Ooh. College football kickoff. I don't care what it is. We get football. <laughs> I get football. <laughs> we, we get football. We take the last, over or under. Last weekend. Oh, last weekend without always or the last, over. Never mind. I'm saying that wrong. Every weekend from now, we will have a football game. Yeah. That's yeah, incredible. Because after Thursday is when Division One starts. Yep. Um, and then we're rock and rolling. Side note, Stupid we're talking all the – Yeah, Stupid talking the Big Ten. Big Ten not doing – They're playing high school football games in Ohio, and they're not yeah. playing college. That's just – That really hurts me. It's brutal. Right? That really hurts me. But Ohio State is kind of in the running to potentially play. There's a lot of talk about that. I know. So. They're trying to get it going. So. They're trying to get it going, and I'm really looking forward to that. But – other than that, we're looking forward to some football coming up soon. Yep. Fantasy. Let us know how your fantasy draft goes this Lots weekend. of parlays. So. Um, shout out to my wife, Cody's mom, and his sister. Hey, <laughs> love that. Shout them out, man. Love that. <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta pump them up. I love that. All right, Getting so. the female demographic involved. Um, that's TD Podcast. Please go on and like and subscribe. Um, the ratings have been great. Thank you guys again. Uh, the views have been going up every week. Uh, we still have merch. We've got shirts. we got hats. Um, and we're, we're, our YouTube channel is launching, right, Mac? Yes, YouTube uh, will be up in the next couple of days. Uh, we will put that out on social media to let you guys know and keep you guys informed as we're kind of uploading some episodes yeah, now. We we're, we, yeah, we got some video rolling. So we will be on uh, Facebook is, uh, is going live as well. Awesome. So uh, we will be live on Facebook and YouTube with video. So keep the interaction, guys. Thanks again for the followers. We're only able to do this because you guys uh, follow on Instagram at TD underscore podcast with a zero, um, as well as on Twitter at TD pod underscore podcast. And uh, we're out. Later. Later.